Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Good morning and welcome to Music to My Beers. I am Zach Miller alongside Warren Cluck and we are with you for the next two hours to talk about uh, beer, music, and the happenings, what's going on around town, what we can look forward to. Yeah, we've had a lot of stuff uh, pop up on our beer calendars. We get as we start getting toward fall. I didn't want to think about it. Where you know what? Oh a, man, this is today. Is today the first day of fall, or is it like it's Tuesday? Right, it's, it's coming up. The twenty first. Yeah. We'll be bouncing eggs before you know it. Right? Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that old trick. Yeah, <laughs> I I really am curious what last weekend was like because we had talked about hops and coasters and what it was going to be like we had uh chris on from bare hands to talk about striker liker day last week but i never got the full recap from hops and coasters so what went down oh uh, it was a lot of fun it was my first time at indiana beach so i didn't know you know what to expect as far as rides and everything else uh that that was there but it was one it was very well done it was if, indiana beach if you've never been is a super fun time uh, we rented a cabin so we could stay the night. So obviously you're not going to drive two and a half hours or whatever it is through cornfields all the way home. <laughs> uh, but man, it was great. For one, they had a lot of breweries. I don't know the exact number, but every like every three feet throughout the entire park where they had space, there was a brewery tent set up or a distillery. There was a couple of places that were doing hard seltzers. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And a lot of were breweries I've never had, breweries I didn't even know about. And uh, there were, some of our friends were there. We saw the uh, the gang, Andy, and everybody from Crooked U. We ran into the Hoplore guys. Stefan was there and uh, even bounced, even saw Eric Faust bouncing around with uh, with some stuff from a tap room. So, oh, nice. Yeah, it was a lot of, they were representing Little, little Beaver Brewery. It was and, like a, <laughs> a family reunion of sorts. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was fun. But the, between that, all the beer nerds you run into, just, uh, it was, it was kind of like, sort of like a family reunion. But man, just the sheer number of, of breweries there was impressive. And for the $50 ticket price to get in, and I think the cabin for the overnight was 115 bucks. So, uh, an amazing weekend for about 200 250 bucks that's uh, a steal it, yeah if you're gonna stay the night but it was it, the rides were super fun the tastings were great and you know the only thing you complain about if there is anything to to whine about a little bit is i'd say all the breweries ran out of beer about eh, 45 minutes or so before the tasting event was scheduled to be over oh okay so it would i mean it would have been nice to to be able to taste the entire time but um get the last power hour because that's what you do in that last hour you got to get as many tastings as possible yeah and i didn't know what the i didn't know what the share scene was going to be or what the uh, full beer scene was going to be so i brought a uh, six pack and a couple of uh, stouts with me to keep back at the cabin just in case you know you don't want it to take a, a bit of a time out but uh yeah it, dude it was fantastic event i can't wait until they do it next year and i know that if you go to the uh, indiana beach website there's some sort of mailing list you can get on okay and they're offering um uh i forget what the name of the organization is too i should have i don't know written it down <laughs> but you buy a 60 dollars subscription to some indiana craft n- membership news thing tasting something mm-hmm. and you're going to get early access for next year's event but uh my oh. yeah my uh my advice if you want to go and it, it's a great time just make sure you set up Set up your Google Calendar, your alerts, or whatever, so that whenever Indiana Beach tweets anything, you know the second they go on sale. Because it was a great, it was the first one they've ever done. It sold out, and there were five, six thousand people there. Wow, that's yeah. huge! Yeah, you did, that's and massive. I think the worst wait for a, a ride was like five minutes. Oh man! So you got on the rides, and there's something about having a nice, a nice hefty buzz on the ride in the skyline across the entire park. We did the oh. Ferris wheel, like. Yeah, and then uh, a couple of the roller coasters too. So yeah, it was it was super fun. You missed a great event, and the weather was 
awesome too. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask, what is it like? Yeah. uh, Yeah. And we've had that as of late, but like, what was it like to drink the beer and then to go on a ride right afterwards? Does does it do anything? Because I've never actually gone and drank and and gone on rides. No, everybody had the same thought when the the event initially went on sale. Like, oh man, they're going to mix craft beer and all roller coasters. (laughs) There's going to be a puke fest. I didn't see anybody lose or toss their cookies, and uh, and frankly, you know the beer, the the servings were like two and a half ounces, two ounces. Oh, okay. So you would have really needed to do some work to get that um, to get drunk enough where that was going to happen to you. I did have a couple of roller coasters. I think because of my age, jostled some like some blood vessels or plaque loose that have been lodged. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I got off. I thought, ooh, ah, all right, that's a mm, that's a weird feeling. Get a bit of a head rush, but uh, no. Other than that, it was it was a fun event. Loads of breweries, man. So many. How many would you say were there? I want to say they had 50, Okay, I think. I felt like they had a pretty good amount. As we were talking to different brewers coming this summer, it was like, oh, you're going to be there? Oh, you're going to be there? Oh, cool. You're going to be there. And we we knew quite a few going into it, but it's cool that you got to see some of our local faves like Hoplore and Crooked U and some of those guys. And then are you you, going to be checking in over the next couple of months? Uh, You know, I (laughs) thought about it. uh, it, Man, I mean, I'm just looking down the the list that were there to make sure I don't forget any of our our pals. But like uh, Primeval Brewing was there out of Noblesville. Rue 152 from Napanee made the journey all the way over there. Oh, nice. Terre Haute Brewing out of Terre Haute, obviously. Um, West Fork Whiskey. They had some whiskeys and some wineries there, too. So it was, yeah, there was something for everything. Windmill was there from uh, from Dyer. Yeah, these guys. Yeah, it was it was a uh, it was a load of fun. But uh, no, I'm not. I get when I got there, I kind of realized that Indiana Beach because it's in Monticello, it's out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That I wasn't gonna have the best access. But that coupled with the fact that everyone was trying to get out of the park Wi-Fi and everyone was trying to get cell access. Oh, access was sketchy. I got some messages from some friends that were there that I didn't receive until the next day after we left the park. Whoa! Yeah, so uh, so I knew pretty much. I'm like, I'm not gonna take 400 pictures of beer. And so mm-hmm. I was like, so I just put the phone away and enjoyed the event. I. Yes. Uh, that's kind of fun too, just to go in and know that you're not going to worry about checking into all that stuff either now or later or whatever, and just take it all in, soak in the event because it, it's the first one of its kind, really. I mean, that we've ever been to. Yeah, and I think they've already decided it's going to be a go for next year. So yeah, when Hops and Coasters pops up at Indiana Beach next year, make sure you're a part of it, and we'll let you know the second we know the tickets go on sale. Football's back in full swing. We've got uh, some of the colder drinking months. You mentioned following Goose Island on Twitter because they will release those prop day tickets, and it's a lottery system. And you've gotten to go the past two years or three years now uh three or four i want to say wow yeah because uh and, and it's funny because i never actually win no. tickets <laughs> they open they open the ticket window lot the ticket lottery window for i think three or four days and you're allowed to enter once per day so obviously you want up with three or four different entries and my wife will enter i'll enter and a friend of mine will enter and i never win ever but uh, my friend or my wife have won so we'll we'll go and Last year, obviously, because of the pandemic, it worked very differently. Usually, they have the uh, the event where they shut down uh, the, the street outside the brewery, and you can party and taste all the different props, and there's live music, and some of the best brewery food. They, they had a sausage there that I still think about. There's one there, and then the one at Dark Lord Day that I'm like, you know what? I could get by off those two, but yeah, Another it should be got to come back <laughs> because it, because it happens. I think uh, the the lottery drawing happens in early October. I want to say mm. or mid October that it should be open sometime in the next week, and uh, so we'll keep everybody pumped about that. But last year the pandemic, it was nothing. It was just drive up, beep your horn, and and then here here's your ticket, and then they'll throw it in the back. Yeah, just like then... what we did uh, with Dark Lord Day, and also Dark Lord Day. As long as we're on the subject, the Three Floyds tweeted out a couple of weeks ago something very mysterious that. Dark Lord something is, you know, news is coming, so we're, we're also paying attention to that. But, 
You were in, good news. Yeah, you yeah. were in town last weekend. Did you do any tailgating? I did not. Um, I actually saw a couple of tailgates, and we went past them, and I didn't realize that I feel like a, there's been a cap, because I saw on the news um, one of the guys out there early morning, and he's like, nobody's out here. It's 8 a.m., and nobody had been tailgating as early. But um, last weekend, you know, with September 11th and everything, there was, um, I think it was more of a, a different kind of tailgate scene. But um, yesterday... I've yeah, if it's probably tailgates. not a good look to be tailgating on 9-11. No, or at least like starting super early, you know, right. wait until the afternoon. But as far as what uh, what I did and what I'm planning to do this year is go up there at least for two games and then, um, I don't know, have some beer. W- one thing that I love about tailgating is that you don't necessarily have to know where you're going. You're going to run into a bunch of people. So... A guy that I talked to golfing on Monday, he's like, hey, man, we're going to have a tailgate for the USC game. More than welcome to come on out. It's like one of those where people, if, if you know people that are tailgating, bring a cooler, bring some food, bring something to share, and then just kind of walk around and you'll stumble upon several different tailgates, which is kind of cool. And very, very welcoming. Like, very welcoming. Like, hey, I would. There's Zach. Are you going to wear the green man suit at all this year? You know, me and Kim Kardashian, we both had that going on with the cover all, but uh, actually, sadly, RIP Green Man suit. Oh, what it happened? Ripped, it ripped in my crotch, and I can't wear that around anymore. So That's true. I've got to get a new one before I start going out in Green Man. That, that'll get you on a list somewhere. <laughs> and uh, if you missed the show last week and you haven't been listening to The Bear much in the last week or so, we also uh, we announced that we're doing Striker Liker Beer again with Bear Hands Brewery. We've teamed up with, teamed up with Bear Hands, the fine folks at Mossberg Beverage Marketing, and the party is October 8th. There's a Facebook event for it. You can uh, tell us you're coming or you're interested or whatever. This year, we found out it's going to be a double IPA, so it'll be a bit of a, a mule kick more powerful than last year's already pretty powerful striker oh, yeah. <laughs> And it's fun because you can either stop by and have a drink with us, and we're going to be hanging out broadcasting live from 3 to 5. The, uh, the beer itself will be up for sale shortly before we get there. Or you can just come up, grab a four-pack or a flat or a case or whatever, and uh, and head out with it. And we actually got to try one mm-hmm. of last year's last week, and hey, it, ke- it kept pretty good. Yeah, last year I bought a case, and I thought, oh, man, a case case is good. You you blow through that case so quickly that this year my strategy is going to be to buy two cases. One that I'm going to you know, drink. Look at for- you, Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'll take out a, a, you know, a, a minor loan or something. This case brought to you by DraftKings. No. Yeah. Well, it's funny. You you bring that up because we're getting into that really weird expensive craft beer season where uh, all the advent calendars like the ones at costco have gone on sale I've seen now. Those now yeah we've got possibly if you want to take it to prop day that's gonna save you back a hundred bucks 200 bucks dark lord day same deal you know we have the entire lineup of bourbon county that's going to be coming out just uh, yeah. the day after thanksgiving striker liker day like this is it it can be very expensive for craft beer people around this time so it's interesting that zach would choose to go harder right off the bat yeah i'm gonna go hard with striker liker day one because bare hands is local Got to support local businesses, right? Hey, babe, this is for business, for <laughs> commerce. That's what I'm going to tell my it's wife. For the local economy. <laughs> it's my buddy Stryker, and I've got to make sure that we've got you know several several uh, beers left over, so then that way throughout the year, I feel like I'll be able to try a couple different ones. The mistake I made with Stryker Liker Day last year, I made two of them. One is I bought myself a case, and then I uh, stupidly also agreed to pick some up for friends. Uh huh. 
And so, but it was going to come out of my case. So out of like the six or, or eight four packs that I got, oh. only like three of them were for me. And then uh, I was crushing more than uh, more than one or two on an occasion. So I went through mine pretty quickly. But I think I need to treat it as more of a drink one first and mm-hmm. then don't do any for the rest of the night. <laughs> one, because it's strong. But, you know, after your third or fourth striker, like it's it's not necessarily the smoothest of sailings, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, it's like when you drink a really nice uh, cellar beer later in the night, you really perhaps don't get everything out of it you could oh yeah and i think yeah. that's, that's what that's the fate that most of my striker like your <laughs> beers met last year is like oh i've already had some i've been out with friends i'm gonna come home and crush one of these and, and not be able to you know marvel at the uh, the bare hands craftsmanship and i feel like we're only going to be able to limit our proxy this year you know you want you want to kind of find that yeah okay one or two i'll get yeah you want all case i'll, I'll do that uh no you, i'm not doing hey, i'm not doing that for anybody I no already, proxy no i've already had a couple of friends be like dude can you give me a four pack and i'm like no no, no this you, is mine i mean you can come over and share it with me and we'll split it not even that day. like no because you know, uh i think one of the guys one of my friends was like can you can you buy me some? And I was like, no, because if I get you some, there's like three other people. Then suddenly I'm That's in for true. like 60, 80 bucks holding beer for somebody else. And then last year, one of the, one of my friends that wanted some, I got him some. He never came and got it. You know, so, I, I mean, I drank it, but still. Moral of the story is just plan for the holiday. Just plan October 8th, and we're going to be out there broadcasting live 3 to 5 p.m. Come out, pick up your four-pack, pick up a case, and don't have anybody proxy for you. Just come out and pick it up. Yeah, and if you've been listening to The Bear at all or you uh, you, you pay attention to Music to My Beers for the next uh, couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about it quite a bit, so you have zero chance you will forget. But the event is on Facebook. Time once again to pair movies and beers with our rating system that sometimes makes no sense at all, where you get one beer being the best movie you've ever seen and 12 being a movie drain pour. Uh, it started out pretty accurate, but then after the first like year or two, it sort of just petered out, and now we just yell out beers. One 12 back because it's so good. I want... I want, don't want to remember it when I get through it. I don't know. And now, a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers, B-Movie. No, this this week, though, we thought about throwing in one that is making a resurgence. Um, I think the fourth movie, the fourth in- installment of this franchise is called, is it Resolutions or... Uh, resurrections? I think it's Resurrection. Okay. Yeah, it was way off. Um, didn't Halloween do this already? But what we're talking about is Matrix 4, but we're going to uh, do B-Movie with The Matrix. The original. The original. The OG. I actually watched this this past weekend. So I'm like, I, I saw the trailer and I'm like, oh, this looks like a game changer when it comes to movies. You know, it's, and, been a long, it's been a long time since I've seen the original Matrix. Did the special effects still hold up as well as they did back in 1999? Because in 99, some of that stuff was brand, like that was brand. It was like Terminator 2 was about eight or nine years earlier where the technology changed the game of movies going forward. Yes, yes. and that's where the special effects did hold up. It was the uh, the payphones, you know, that appear in the movie. It's like, hey, I got to get out of the Matrix. Go find the nearest payphone. There would be no getting out of the Matrix nowadays. You know, everybody's got a cell phone, and I don't know how they're going to update that in the upcoming one, but that, that for me was the biggest thing. That and then the fact that they were communicating initially with Neo in like MS-DOS or something. Wake up. Knock, knock. Oh, yeah. The door. Okay. Follow the white rabbit, you know, and he goes down the hole. Blue pill, red pill, which one do you want? Um, but special effects, by and far, still hold up, you know, with all the jumps in the air, the twist around, the dodging the bullets, the jumping off the walls. I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, it is one of my all-time favorite special effects movies. Okay. So, so what are you going to give it? Oh, man. I'm going to give it one 
And this is one that, because I think it's amazing, but this is one that I've been drinking pretty regularly, um, and I drink it every year. It's Sierra Nevada's Oktoberfest. And I was surprised this year. They didn't actually team up with a Belgian brewery like they normally do in the past couple of years for, for their Oktoberfest recipe. This one was just standard Amber Mertzen was the, the style they're going right. to do. Yeah. Um, th- yeah, this movie was great, but I was 19 when the first one came out, and like everybody, I was dazzled by the special effects, the bullets stopping, and, you know, him bending over as the bullets whiz by him in stop motion. The subtext of everything else, and if you get on the internet for five seconds, the fan, the theories, and and what this really means. Oh yeah, all that was lost on me. I picked up <laughs> none of that. I just went in. My sm- you know my smooth brain was just like cool, neat, and that was it. And then I left. And uh, it's it's it was I had, I remember it being a fun movie. We watched it in college a lot because it was uh, it was out on a, you know the newfangled. Everybody's got a DVD player all of a sudden. Oh yeah, I think that was one of the first DVDs ever produced. Everybody Don't loved me on that. Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah, I forgot about that. And who was the guy who uh, he was kind of the bad guy in the end? He like turned them all in and caused the sabotage. He was in a couple of movies too. You're talking about Hugo Weaving, the Mister Anderson. Oh, Hugo Weaving. Yeah. Oh, he's such a good Mister uh, Mister Smith, or what do they call those guys? Uh, Agents. Yeah. Agent Smith. Um, I'm gonna give this one six pack of a beer that's out i haven't had a chance to get my hands on it yet and uh, i'm hoping it makes its way to a bottle shop near me but the uberon the barrel aged uh, oberon dude. from bells i've seen people on my untapped feed have it and they say that it's great and it's got a little bit of that barrel edged barrel aged edge to it uh but it's very much still in, in oberon so i'm excited to try that i'll give it i'll give it one six pack because i i think i could yeah take that down yeah I've i've actually had an uberon before how is it? It's good. It's really good. Now, this was like probably six or seven years ago because it was on keg at Fiddler's one time. And I remember them promoting it. And I was like, I'm going to get down there. I'm going to try it. And it was. You definitely get some barrel age and you get a little bit of that orangeness from the Oberon. But, dude, yeah, let's be on the lookout for that. That should be our split one. Well, well it's not. So. No, it's not. Not this week. Well, no, uh, we'll try your special. hands on, on some batch. You know what? And if you do know where it's at or it's, at, uh, it's available at a bottle shop near you, just go ahead and shoot the show a DM on either Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and tip us off, because I'd like to go try some. Friendly Five O put up that he's got some. Yeah, yeah. Or he got it somewhere. Maybe yeah. he made the trip over the border and got some there. I don't know. Who knows? I might go there next. It's the most favoritest time of the show. We get to sit down and actually have a beer. And this split one Beautiful. segment, I'm excited I'm excited because we are, I don't think Beautiful we've spotlighted beer. anything from this brewery on the show before, but uh, Firestone. Yeah, I found it. Good old um, Firestone Walker. Found it at Citywide. In the in the cave there, and this is a funny beer because we've all seen it on shelves. Uh, the twelve ounce Firestone Walker Special Series. They come in uh, the little cardboard boxes. I've had probably half a dozen of these over the years. I've never bought one of them. I either get them in a trade <laughs> as an extra. Somebody leaves one at my house. People bring it over. You get them for your birthday. But I've never paid for one. But they always. It's one of those beers that always winds up in your cellar somehow. Yeah, I was intrigued by it because I think I mentioned it on News and Notes like weeks or months ago. And I'm like, yeah, they're going to release a Tequila Sunrise version. I was just kind of curious. Um, but it's their 2021 Tequila Barrel Sunrise Vintage. I mean, it looks pretty good. It's it's uh, Tequila Barrel Age brewed with orange peel and hibiscus. I don't know what kind of um, notes we're going to get out of this. I, is this one that we should age? How much is... It's 11%, so I suppose you could age it. Mm, maybe not. You want a little more? No, no, go ahead. I uh, I have stuff to do. Oh, that's a, a bright nose. Almost a... Um, 
I'm getting like grapefruit, orange, booze. Now, because it's Tequila Barrel Sunrise, we're supposed to get the Tequila Sunrise is, is going to be the, the, the flavor profile, right? I think so. It's well, like that, Bell's Old Fashioned. I like when they do that. You know, they kind of make a cocktail or a beer that tastes like a cocktail. Yeah, the first beer that I remember doing the barrel age thing with tequila was the Founders Masagave. Oh, it's you so know, good. Before it became a hard seltzer. But we all thought, initially, you think tequila, and you get that old-fashioned, I'm 22, your stomach turns just thinking about it. But it was really, really good, and it was a flavor that worked really well with the barrel aged. I haven't tried this yet, but the body's looking pretty great. You get a nice uh, copper amber right there. Ooh, it's actually that's pretty solid. the The only one of these that actually fell flat for me was the um, was a barrel runner initially from Founders, where it was like in rum barrels, like a yeah, daiquiri yeah. style, and it was just too hot and too heavy and i was like oh that reminds one, me of taking shots and it was it, it sounds gross but that one actually drank better over ice kind of like a cocktail mm-hmm. you know i but I, I wasn't a big fan of it either because it was just it was too much rum and too hot but this one the tequila is really understated you almost get like a cinnamony sort of uh i don't want to say clove but something in that wheelhouse up front is it that hibiscus that we're tasting i don't know what hibiscus tastes like but there's I mean, I've had hibiscus tea, just that light flowery. Yeah, but maybe it is. But yeah, this is this is pretty good. There's not a lot of heat on it at all, Ooh. which is weird because it's a it's a new release. The one thing I will say about that barrel runner is that over the years it got a lot better. And I think um, your brother in law Casey at LKT hooked us up for one of the dinners one time with the barrel runner, and it was like maybe three or four years after that had come out from Founders, and it actually was a lot better. Um, it loses some of that that heat um but you're right this one i i'd say i'd give it at least uh four three on untapped for being a a pretty well-rounded beer i mean you can definitely tell it's boozy it's their blonde barley wine that's been aged in extra anejo tequila barrels to give you the authentic tequila sipping experience yeah it's 11 percent alcohol like you said but i don't i don't get any of that but uh it's, it's 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 pretty nice yeah, it does. It does. It, it reminds me, it, this would be like Masagave with some age on it, even though this isn't aged. Like the heat kind of wears mm-hmm. off a little bit and lets some of the flavors. Uh, I'm going to give this a solid 4.25. Nice. Yeah. Can you do a 4.25? I can, but you, oh. can, you can do the 10th of a star. Oh, because, that's right. Yeah, okay, you're yeah. the odd tap supporter. I'm an investor. It's funny with these Firestone, <laughs> these Firestone Walker beers, all of them, the ones that I've had, about half a dozen, they're they're good. Mm-hmm. but I haven't had one that like blows my mind. Like yeah. this is pretty good. The other ones I've had are pretty good, but none of them stick out as like, holy smokes. I should have brought you a couple of Cause they do a lot of those anniversary back. ones too, that are the same thing where yeah. they, they're released in single bottles. They come in a box. They did a, a whole pack of IPAs with like four different IPAs. I should have shared at least four of those with you because there were a couple in there that were low ABV. I like their, um, at, I'm going to get this wrong, but it's like Mind Ease or something like that, and it's okay. their Hazy IPA. They also have Luponic Distortion, but they have several different numbers where, you like like you said, they do different series, and Luponic Distortion is on like number 18 right now of different beers that they've put out. But and th- it, This is a nice brewery because early on in craft beer, these, this is one of the first like West mm-hmm. Coast hype breweries that we couldn't get here. Yeah. And anything you could get was a big deal, and, uh, and now it's it's available pretty much everywhere. But it, solid pick. Yeah. Solid pick, moderate price point, and uh, thanks to Zach for bringing this week's 
Split one, the one. Firestone Walker Tequila Barrel Sunrise. Here we are with our staff picks on the show. I throw in three, Zach throws in three. Could be beers we like, we love, we want to get our hands on, and uh, then we, we tell you to go forth and, and heed our advice or ignore it altogether. Uh, I'm going to go first, and one that I had this week that I've had in the cellar for, a few, I think, most of the summer, but I finally dragged out and was excited to try and share at the Hops and Coasters event from our friends at Hoplore was the Buffalo Trace Imperial Amish Crack. Oh, how was that? Uh, it was really, really good. Very well done. My favorite thing about the Amish crack is that you know there are some stouts you can get where the adjunct, you really don't taste it too much. Uh, man, you taste every bit of those rise and roll donuts, and it's very, very pronounced. And the, the Buffalo Trace had a, like a nice, mellow whiskey barrel age to it, and uh, it was fantastic. My friends were all impressed. like, where'd you get this? I said, I'm pretty sure someone gave it to me for my birthday. It's in my, it's in my basement. <laughs> the next one I'm going to throw in I had from uh, Imprint Beer Company. These guys are a Taver Jam. I think that's where a lot of their beers come from around these parts. Okay, but a uh, friend of the show, Old Man Ernie, d- buys a lot of the uh, a lot of his beers from Taver. So I, I get to like by proxy try a couple of. Oh, because he can't hide money. Yeah, and <laughs> and as a rule, he likes anything that has Dreamsicle, ice cream, sour fruit, candy, whatever. If, as long as that's in the name, he's going to buy some of it. It's so funny. <laughs> so, hey, some of them haven't been my favorites. Some of them have been home runs. And this one from the Imprint Beer Company. It's a fruited sour called. Schmooji mango orange pineapple puffsicle. Oh, and it well, that was delicious. Yeah, it was everything you'd think. The pineapple, the mango, the orange taste. It tastes just like uh, a pineapple version of one of those old school orange creamsicle dreamsicles you'd get. <sighs> and uh, it it was awesome, and it, it clocked in at a decent ABV. And I thought it had ice cream in it, right? Yeah, it was six percent. Did it kind of curdle a little bit when you like poured it, or it looked like it curdled? Uh, I drank it out of the can. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I poured mine. It looked like it curdled at, at, when I had uh, the seltzer strawberry watermelon. It it just looked like it. It was still t- absolutely delicious. I got rid of a lot of my glassware uh, during the pandemic. Okay. Because I thought, how many beer glasses does a guy need? And I just I kept a couple of Teku glasses, and that's pretty much it. But if I'm at home, dude, as a rule. I'm out of the bottle, out of the can guy. Okay. <laughs> Especially out back. I got a pool. We have a big no glass by the pool policy because if you break a glass in there, you're you're screwed. It's going to be, you know, you got to pretty much drain it or clean it after that. And the next one I'm going to throw in is good old-fashioned anti-hero from Revolution. Oh. I bought a couple over the last month and a half, those uh, Revolution hero packs. Mm-hmm. And I'd always go for the new one first, the Citra hero, the Amarillo hero, the action hero. And I kept getting a backlog of these anti-heroes <laughs> because there's three in every pack, but those would be the last ones I drink because I've had it mm-hmm. before. You know, it's like my go-to when I'm going to watch a ball game or something in Chicago. So I had a ton of them left in my beer fridge. I'm like, wow, <laughs> it was pretty much all anti-hero and foggy geezer. So I did some work and I just, you forget like that. That's my, probably my favorite type of IPA is that real hoppy West coast, a little bit abrasive, crispy IPA. I like hazy yeah. as much as the next guy. I like a good foggy geezer, but you bring it all back to like anti-hero hop stupid give me the OG. yeah just th- those are the the big ones for me those are why i look the way i do <laughs> that's why i have to go to the gym five days a week just so i don't get fatter no no man you're you're doing good work good work on the ipas and good work on your bod okay that's a lie but i'll take it that's the tequila barrel sunrise talking but zach go ahead. maybe yeah um I'm, I'm gonna be full of compliments later um, this is good. It's really good. Um, and I'd actually throw in a Firestone Walker. I know we mentioned it a little bit ago, but the Propagator, it's part of that f- that 
12 pack that I mentioned. It's a, it's an IPA and it's nice and juicy and it's, it's the hazy sorts. But I, I like those guys because you'll get the Union Jack, which is their typical mm-hmm. uh, Firestone Walker. But this one was, it was everything and more. And I love, it was light and refreshing and beautiful and beautiful. Oh, oh, so good. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Um, but also, I'm going to throw in Maplewood's Brewing's Juice Jorts. You had the yeah. the Son of Juice is really good. Juice uh, Pants. Juice Pants. This Juice Jorts was like, that That was hella good. It's more, it's it's a sessionable version of, of uh, Juice Pants, right? I think so, because it, it was lighter in color. It was more of a yellowish um, All right. type. You couldn't see through it. It was hazy pale ale, but boy, it was it was really good. I, I gave it a 4.8. Uh, 4.3 on the Richter scale. That's another one of those places that popped up first around here, I think, on Tavor. And then mm-hmm. it, it slowly, because they're out of Chicago, and it sort of cropped out, at, out out of there. But now it's available all over the place. And if given the choice between a, like a Juice Pants or an M43, dude, a lot of times I'll take the Juice Pants. Yeah. Mainly yeah. because it's all that M43 taste with all that M43 price tag. Oh, my gosh. I know. I looked at the price of M43 and even... Um, uh, boss tweet in the store, and I'm like, man, I don't think, I don't think right now. It's it's not that I don't revisit it from time to time, but, um, but boy, yeah, I love anything that Maplewood puts out. Whether it's the, it's all 16 ounce cans too. The pug, what's the pug? Um, why am I forgetting? It's their oatmeal stout. Yeah, it's so good, and the and the variants of that one are good as well. The last one I'm going to throw in is I've been really up on Oktoberfest right now. Love. Love uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Love Sierra Nevada's Oktoberfest. Sam Adams actually put out a sampler for the fall. They've got the pumpkin beer in there, and I let my wife have those three. So I had the Fest beer, which was really, really good. What is it? It's like they're. It's like an Oktoberfest. It's not quite a Meritzen, but it's like because more I know of a lager. I know the Sam Adams Oktoberfest is on on shelves now. Yeah, I would I would pick that one up, but I would also pick up this Fest beer that comes in the the four pack. It's like it's like a. I, I don't think it's an alt beer, but is it a, a vit beer? It's a vit beer. An alt beer. Uh, let me look it up. Sam Adams feast fest feast fest fest beer. Are you having a stroke? Are you all right? I know. Look. Oh, all right. So um, it's brewed with uh, Munich malts, famous in Germany. Clean, multi worthy celebration. I mean, it's like it's a lager, a fest beer. I don't know. I guess it's a style. Fest beer. Fest beer. Wow, we learned something new. There we go. I haven't checked into it yet, but it's pretty good. There's our pick six this week for Music to My Beers. We've got more Is that show. Toast? Man, a rare show we're doing by our lonesomes this week. We usually have a for the last few months have had a brewer in with us, but we're taking a few weeks off of that as we get ready for Striker Liquor Day coming up October 8th. It's happening at Bare Hands Brewery. It is a Friday. We'll be broadcasting live. With a beer we learned last week from Chris at Bare Hands is a double IPA this year. Oh, boy. <laughs> he said Striker Liker 1 was a single, so 2 must be a double. And that trend will not continue if you wind up doing the beer next year. Because, <laughs> Triple. Yeah. You go for a quad in year yeah. four. Oh, oh my no. Goodness. <laughs> no. Maybe we'll just switch to like maybe a triple dry hopped double next year. But uh, we're very excited about it. Like the event on Facebook page. We'll see you out there. You can either stop in, have a couple of beers with us, and grab some to go, or just grab some to go, or just drive by and uh, do a donut in the little cul-de-sac there and flip us the bird and say, hey. But grab more than you think you're going to need because like we were talking about earlier in the show, it goes by so fast and then you've got people asking you left and right after it's all sold out, which I believe in the first weekend or there shortly thereafter, it all sold out. So if you didn't get some then, 
Yeah, we sold sure. last year for Striker Lager Day. We sold ten thousand cans of beer in an afternoon. So wow. uh, yeah, the thirst is very real. So we expect to see you out there for that. We'll talk more yeah. about it as we get uh, as we get toward uh, toward Striker Lager Day on October eighth. Uh, in the meantime, Zach. Any drinking habits changes? I know you, you've mentioned twice on the show now you've been consuming Oktoberfest beers. Mm-hmm. Are you making that slide into the Oktoberfest and the pumpkin beer season? Oh, I am. Am I ever? Actually, you know what, what's funny is my father-in-law just talked to me yesterday about uh, he bought a Traeger smoker. Ooh, can't hide money, I, I guess. <laughs> that's what I, that's wow. what I said. All right. And he goes, hey, you're going to have to help me learn how to use this. And I said, well, I'm your guy, but just don't be surprised if I show up at your house at 4 a.m. some morning, you know, getting ready to smoke some meats. Um, he got it because, you know, hunting season's coming up and everything, and um, and he's planning on doing some venison on the smoker and all that stuff. So a new way to cook some food. So I, I think that only my drinking habits will start earlier in the the saturdays and sundays that we have available noise yeah but other than that i mean with tailgate i get into the colder weather and i feel like i just want something hardier um i still like the ipas still always a go-to but i feel like some of the Oktoberfests and some of the ones that have a little more malt characteristics are ones that i i gravitate to or a good heavy stout like right out of the gate um to start my morning off this week actually has been pretty great because I, I know that typically about mid-September is when the, the fun ends as far as the weather goes. But because we had this big warm streak this week and things got really hot and we've got another few days coming up, I feel like I've been squeezing some extra fun out of the backyard swimming pool, the IPAs. So I know that the end is coming. So I'm trying to like, <laughs> you know, I had pool beers on Tuesday and I don't normally do that. But I was like, dude, I, th- this might be the last Tuesday I get to do this. Maybe I'll do it again this Tuesday. But it's going to be time to start sliding back into the stouts for a couple reasons. One. Oh, pardon me, this tequila sunrise. I know. It hits the spot, doesn't it? The weather's going to change, and it's always, you know, dark beers are always a lot more uh, tasty, I feel, in the winter months. But at some point during the pandemic, it was, I, th- I believe, last winter, I started to get down a little bit in my cellar, so I panic bought. Mm. I, you know, got the entire lineup of, of Bourbon Counties. I got the, all those Dark Lords. I went and got the Transient Buckley collection that came out, that big release over the summertime. Now I've got a lot. You're like, stocked. You're I've got, stocked. <laughs> dude, I've got like four years worth of KBS stuff, all the different variants of that. I've got Panther Cub downstairs. I've got a load of Founder stuff and then other Calico Stouts that I've, I've now got to start getting through because what do we talk about to start the show? Bourbon County is coming out again. We have more Dark Lord. We're going to have all the winter stout releases from everybody. And I can't bring any more strays home until I find homes for the ones that I have. So I got to start chipping through some of these big beers. Yeah, well, I don't blame you for you know putting stuff on the shelf because who knows? You know, you know, you, you never know if something's going to shut down here or there or whatever. And that's only in theory, but I mean, you got to you got to make sure that your your cellar stacked. I am really doing a bad job because I have not put a, several on. I typically buy them and then I drink them. I find myself drinking them too qu- quickly. You know? I'm also working my way through this basement remodel project, and I've got one corner of the the basement that's dedicated to the beers. It's got some shelves on it, but I'm trying to figure out. Moving forward, if I can do anything to make sort of like a cooling area or or bring like a bring a refrigerator down there and then turn it way up, I'm gonna have a lot of beer to move at some point because I'm gonna put some yeah. drywall in where that stuff goes. So I'm gonna I don't want to have to move you know 119 bottles of beer. I'd rather only move like 20. Yeah. So um, but yeah, so I'm I'm working through that and trying to figure out. I'm looking online at different Pinterest uh, things things people do in the basement to like dedicate an area to their stouts that's still gonna remain cool and damp. Another thing I'm worried about, too, is I'm putting new insulation down in the basement. So I'm wondering oh, yeah. if that's going to make it a little too warm, maybe to, to store my stouts properly. 
my brother-in-law's got a refrigerator that he he rigged up. Uh, it's empty, but he rigged up so it's and it's at like a forty-nine or fifty-two degrees constantly. Ooh, yeah. So I don't know if something aging temp. Yeah, something might 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 fit like that in that area in the basement. So I'm I'm kind of trying to figure out what direction I need to go in. You know, will that many beers fit into a refrigerator? Um, I don't know. So what's a guy got to do to get a mini refrigerator on here? You know. Well, I've got a, <laughs> I've got a mini fridge, but I think for that many stouts and like typically those those bombers are taller. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need to either get a, a cooling setup down there, okay. figure out something out, or get a refrigerator and and, and just uh, turn it way 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 up. Yeah, I thought it'd be cool to get one of those convenience store like the gas station coolers, like the big Pepsi with the glass oh, door and the light, man. so you can constantly see what you have. Who's having a going out of business sale right now? <laughs> well, hey, I'm paying attention because there have been a couple of gas stations that have been built and remodeled. Am I in a town on the south side? So I'm yeah. like, maybe someday they'll be getting rid of that, and uh, maybe the you know just set it out for I could beat a scrapper to it, or oh. I can see it on Facebook Marketplace. So uh, that's that's I think what I'm looking at. That would be ideal. One of those awesome refrigerators that has a glass door. I love that for like when guests come over and you know they they see like oh well, what do you want to pick out? You know, but you keep that one really cold, and so that's like the the grab and go one, and then you can use your other ones for for storing. But man, now now you've got me thinking because I've got a whole wall that doesn't have anything on it. Beer snob <gasps> problems. I know. Maybe we'll have to do a. Uh, I know we've talked about doing a merch show in the past. Maybe we should do like a, a cooling show, a storage show, a cellar show. That would be cool from a cellar. Um, no, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I got a table down there for two. Maybe we can we can head down to my basement and do you some. Go work. down to my basement too. Yeah. Look at us laying groundwork for winter music to my beer shows. Two basement shows coming up. There we go. The we'll do that couple weeks. We'll do that this winter, or we'll yeah. do it like from Zach's root cellar out back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it is finally time to talk about what's coming up, where to put uh, those dots on your calendar, where you're like, hey, I've got to be ready for this weekend. Um, there's going to be a beer release, or there's just going to be a good time out with some friends at an event. And one of those that I'm looking forward to is Seeds Brewery. We have yet to go up there and visit them, but I really want to. They're doing an Oktoberfest on October 2nd. That could be a really good time. I think other people are doing Oktoberfest, right? Yeah, and they specialize in like what are called table beers, like typically lower ABV beers that you can uh, you can have more of, but also might leave you you know better suited to go up there and make a visit and come home. <laughs> I'm like... Uh, yeah, I'm like, uh, I want to plan out an afternoon just with my wife, not my kids, you know, and and uh, really enjoy some of those because those those are my favorite kind where you can just have a couple and they're really low ABV, but there's this nuance to them that is totally different than anything else that you've had. Um, so Seeds, October 2nd, and they're doing a, uh, a Oktoberfest. The other one that I, I saw, and I haven't mentioned it yet, but it's the new KBS that's coming out. The Cinnamon Vanilla Cocoa. Have you seen that? Uh-uh. There's going to be a, a KBS Cinnamon Vanilla Cocoa and the Espresso variant, which has been in the past, but this one's coming in at 12, 12%. Uh, they say it's got deep coffee, chocolate flavors. With that cinnamon and hint of vanilla, vanilla it creates a sweet but not too sweet barrel-aged drinking experience. I would imagine that it's like like the Mexican hot chocolate where it's like Hoco Vesa or something okay. like that. Yeah. There are a I couple think, breweries that do that. It's, it's really, really good. Yeah. I want to try that. I'm excited. And then last but not least, I was just going to mention Striker so, Liquor again. So they have the KBS. They've had the KBS Mackinac Fudge. They have the yeah. KBS Espresso. Am I missing one? Did they do an orange, like a KBS orange? Mm, no, Bourbon oh. County did one. Anywho. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Striker so Liquor Day, on. October 8th. We'll be Mark out there. For, calendar. Zach and I will be out there broadcasting live from 3 to 5. Have a few with us. Come by. Say hi. 
Grab some four packs to roll. We'll give you more details as they uh, as they roll in for next week's Music to My Beers. Uh, until then, on behalf of Zach Miller and myself, cheers. If they put as much effort into this show as they do into drinking... Are you guys drunk? Oh. This is going to be a great show. Music to My Beers. On 103.939 The Bear. Podcasts by Federated Media.